Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Of America, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, broadcast live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road has protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. We'll get to Aaron Rodgers. He was on with Pat McAfee. He uh, cleared the air about his four day darkness retreat. We'll discuss that. Um, I, I, you know, like it feels like a yearly tradition, unfortunately, but I'm going to say it because I have the platform to say it, which is this, um, what happened to Michigan state last night is more than tragic, but it's also on many levels preventable. I don't profess to have all of the answers. I have opinions. I have thoughts on things that I would do, but I continue to sit here and tell you that. We keep doing the same thing in government in regards to these issues. And we expect a different result. That, by definition, is insane. Insane. Um, and the reason, that, the, the reason that this one strikes close to home, um, maybe not as poignant as Sandy Hook did, but college campuses 
by and large, have always been safe havens. I, I don't know where you went to college. You know, if it was in more of an urban area and a tough city. You know, there are some of these schools are great schools are in tough side of the tracks. The, the two schools I went to, um, one was a private school set aside in uh, part of South Bend, Indiana. The other one is in a small town of Stillwater, Oklahoma. I just felt like they were safe havens. And when something like this happens, um, it makes no one feel safe, no one feel comfortable, and completely changes any of your experience with your university. I'm, I'm a believer in college and college athletics, and uh, at some point, Michigan State basketball and the rest of the athletic department will return, and it, it should be a positive force in the community. But, man, uh, this is a, a terrible and tragic story. But, unfortunately, one which we've heard before, and because we don't seem to be really attempting true change, it does feel like at some point it'll happen again. And I just think that's insane. You know, I just think that's insane. And what I've always said is this. Hey, if you if the status quo is working for you, you, pro, you shouldn't be representing the voters of your district or of the United States. Status quo is not working. Our Super Week set last week, which was phenomenal, phenomenal, looked great. And we'd like to thank ViewSonic for decking our set with 30 TVs. Um, yeah, Ramos, I brought two back for you. They're in my truck of my car. So Anyway, these monitors were slick, and they helped make Fox Sports Radio set the best one in Phoenix. It wasn't really close. See the difference with ViewSonic, and check out the goods at ViewSonic.com. So we put to bed... 2022 with the 2023 playoff season and we get ready for the offseason and among the big questions of the offseason are does Aaron Rodgers continue to play and if he plays does he play for the Packers he does a weekly spot um, with Pat, Pat McAfee Pat McAfee show and he used that forum used that platform to discuss his upcoming darkness retreat take a listen Listen, I'm not in my darkness retreat yet. What? Oh, and yesterday. What? Nope. This thing has been planned for about four months, and it was always the same date, always the end of this week. Oh. So oh. anybody with knowledge to the opposite of that is fake news. Whoa. So Whoa. let me just reiterate one more time. There's an inner circle, right? And in my inner circle, nobody talks to Ian Rappaport, oh. to Adam Schefter, what? or to any of those people, okay? So if you're one of those people who's talking to those people, it's a great reminder for you, you're not in the inner circle. Oh! Damn. And if anybody else is out there saying stuff, or if they're just making it up, which is also, those are both likely, just stop with the fake news. Okay. So hey. I speak for myself, yep. and I will continue to do that. I'm not upset about it. Like, it's okay. the classic uh, media, you know, trying to be first, not trying to be right. And the problem is there's a slippery slope. So let me just remind all everybody out there listening. When somebody says something, whether it's Ian Rappaport right. or Adam Schefter, right. okay, Joe Biden, well, all right. Well, Donald <laughs> Trump, yeah. all right, well. Anthony Fauci, oh, what? Okay, here we go. Joe Rogan, myself, hey, anybody. What? Question it. If it's legitimate, it can stand up to questioning. It, listen, it's a it's a great way of, of showing you his position. 
And in many ways, I think that's kind of at least uh, our generation, right? Jay Stu, is that is that fair? Like, it does feel like that's a very our generation specific. It's like, um, like we're the conspiracy theorist generation. That that's who we are. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll, I I need to know where you're going there. The uh, our generation do well, I just question mean, like, things. Look, in my childhood, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that we 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 question things that we've been told, and and a lot of it we question for a real reason. It's like the the reason that that we question baseball players' legitimacy when they hit home runs and look like monsters is because in the past we've been duped by steroid guys, right? So the reason that we are a conspiracy theorist generation is because there have been things that have been hidden from us. You know, there have been things. I mean, like, I think in my lifetime, it began with the movie JFK, where all of a sudden I was like, wait a second, magic bullet. You know, now some of this stuff has been dis- has been proven inaccurate, um, but there's just the, the thought that, hey, between Area 51, JFK, the moon landing, you know, that there's these con- there's these conspiracies out there to dupe the public. And we're the generation out. We were brought up in this generation to question things, whereas it did feel like the previous generation, like our parents' generation, they kind of took it as law. They believed the authorities. They believed people. And, and, and I don't actually think it's as much our issue as it is, you know, the powers that be because we have been lied to in the past. I just I think that there's a certain reality to, hey, some conspiracies – it would involve so many people. Somebody would have talked by now. But I just think that he's laying out, hey, this is who I am. I'm somebody who questions everything. And there's a there, there's an honest part to the end, which is really important, which is like, hey, look, if it's legitimate, it'll stand up to questioning. And I think that that's fair. I just think at some point you can't question everything. It's like the Kyrie Irving thing. Like, really, you're going to question flat earth? I think he said that as like an exercise in not taking people's word for it. The problem is that some of these things are scientific facts that have been proven time and again, you know, with proper experimentation. Yeah, I think I think uh, the whole COVID-19 situation um, even took those things that are like scientifically proven and some people were calling them into question. So I think everything's in play now. Um, I, I do like the theory uh, that you have given me off air on this for Aaron Rodgers thing that he's He's basically calling out somebody within the Packers who's leaked this information that this retreat has already started. Um, and maybe, if you want to go conspiracy on us, maybe he planted that information with somebody with the Packers to see who the who the see rat who would was. Be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think that's I think that's possible. I also think that I think that there's two different elements to it. I think he believes somebody who either was previously in his inner circle or likes to act like he's in his circle has leaked some of this stuff. And then, and then conversely, I do think that he believes that the Packers have put some of this stuff out there. And I think they have as well. You know, it's like, uh, how many reports did we see about would the Packers be, yeah, they'd be open to maybe moving him or be open to keeping him. And as he said, I haven't said anything to anybody. My inner circle doesn't say anything. So what he's saying is all that information about where he stands with the Packers has to come from the Packers. It doesn't come from me. Yes, Dan Byer. To me, he sounds like that eight-year-old kid that just says, but why? But why? Yes. Yes. But why? Yes. But why? Like, just that's what it sounds like to me. Yes. 
Yes. And then after a while, I just like shut up, kid. You know, like okay, I, I, I. No, it's I, because I, you. No, you're you're forgetting. Your son isn't old enough yet. Oh. You know, you explain, you explain, you explain, and then at some point, you just look at him and go. Because I said so. No, but no, but the kid is being saying that as well because he knows he's being a smartass. Like oh, that, yeah. that's that's part of it, and and so that's what so that's also the part of what Aaron Rodgers does of because he's no he knows what he's he knows what he's doing, and and you know he was he 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 tried to make it sound like he was fair and balanced, you know, by using all of the different uh, ranges on the political spectrum. Um, but that's, you know, a part of, of the whole, of the whole deal. Yes. So that's, that's, that's how he came across to me of just, well, he always, he always comes across that way. And like, I, I honestly think that a portion of the reason that the Packers have put out there and, and look, even how we cover what the Packers say, isn't truly fair to the story because they've said, we'd love to have him back, but if he doesn't want to come back and he wants to keep playing, like we'll figure it out, right? But what's the headlines are Packers would be, you know, would be open to a trade or whatever, you know. But but I I think that one of the reasons that they've allowed that out there is that there's a lot of teams that are like, look, I'd love to have Aaron Rodgers, but gosh, he's a pain in the ass because of exactly what you're saying. The questioning everything is, okay, wait, we're in a meeting. And this is how we want to play this weekend. And we have to explain to Aaron Rodgers why we're doing everything we're doing. I, I, I get it. Like, you know, when you coach kids now, you got to coach the why. Because, you know, you got to tell them why, not what. But there does come to a point to which, like, I don't have the time to explain everything and the, the, the reason behind everything. So um, I think that what you're getting at is right in that a lot of people take it that way, including teams in the NFL that are sitting there going, would I rather have Aaron Rodgers or Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. On the other hand, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to cost me less money, and he's not going to constantly, constantly be asking me why. And, oh, yeah, by the way, um, he's not going to have a weekly uh, YouTube hit where he's going to do what say and do whatever he wants to do, and we can't control the message. That's unhealthy for our organization. I would guess that most of the teams in the NFL would love to have him as a talent, but the, it's all the other stuff which is pushing them away. Yes, yeah, and the whole point of the you know the in, the insiders and who says what. What about you know what about the Jets leaking some of that information or sending it to someone or saying yeah you know like in our conversations with Green Bay, they sound like they may, may want to move him. Like that, that's how something like that could have also come out. No question. So. No question. You, you bring up a great point. Like I, like you don't think that these. I think the Niners were one of the ones that set in, set into motion some of this stuff last year, where they leaked out like, "Hey, we'd be interested in Aaron Rodgers," you know, which which is is you know is something that that can cause a rift because Aaron Rodgers sits there and goes like, "Wait, that, their team's better than ours. That's my favorite team growing up. It's closer to home. They treat their players better." Blah 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 blah. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Coming from the Tyrac.com studios, Tyrac.com. Hope you get there. We will absolutely help you get there. Why wouldn't we help you get there? Help me get there, kids. Or 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com. The way tire buying should be. Welcome in. Buyers here. Jay Stu's here. Iowa Sam's here as well. Um, wait to hear what Jock Vaughn had to say about Ben Simmons and his playing time. I think it, it actually is the smartest and most honest answer a coach has ever given. And um, and uh, the juxtaposition of what I said last night on Australian. Did you guys know that I'm big in Austra- on Australian radio? No. Buyer, did you have any idea? Nope. Uh, yeah, every once in a while I pop on this Australian show. It's really, really popular. Where? where? And, in in what city? Um, I think Sydney. Okay, Perth. I was out. I was on in one in Perth uh, a couple of years ago. So, on the uh, west coast of Australia. Sorry, Doug. Yes. This was your moment. This was your Aussie moment, and I had to jump in with my own credentials. No, it's okay, dude. I don't. But, I don't care. I don't care. I, I mean, it's really. It's. It's <laughs> honestly like you and I are the same in that. Um, I was on a show, Joel and Fletch, which, by the way, one of the most popular podcasts in the world. And um, so I popped on with them last week from from Scottsdale, oh, not from Scottsdale, from our hotel in Phoenix. And I and I said they asked me for first player to score a touchdown, and I said, "Well, that's easy, Jalen Hurts, right? Because as we know, Eagles hop out early, and he has the ball the most times. That ended up hitting." They said, who wins the game? And I said, the Chiefs. And I and they said, why? So I like, well, Pat Mahomes magic at the end of a game, and he'll be the MVP. It was 28 to 1 odds on, on that same game parlay. And uh, one of them bet 1000 bucks. And so, um, guys, if 
if we want to take the show to Australia, I think we'd be well well taken care of by the crew there. I'd love to go, by the way. That's a place that I, I need to get to. Um, Australia, they, they just seem like a bunch of badasses. Like you just want to go to a bar and start drinking beer and talking to those people. And they don't like have restrictions on uh, on like bungee cord jumping and skydiving. So you could like do some really crazy stuff in Australia. You had me until you said bungee cord. You well, you, you could watch. You could you could watch when we go. Yeah, that would be cool. I would do that. I would totally watch. <laughs> I would film your imminent death. That would be that would be you know. I think that would go viral. Uh, all right. Anyway, so we both are big. Me and Byer are both big in Australia. That's huge. This show is big in the state of Wisconsin where I'm broadcasting from. Byer's home state, my the state of my birth as well. But it's also Valentine's Day. So we thought we'd get we thought we'd get to the midway. The idea of the midway is middle of the show, middle of the day, middle of the week. But we're doing the midway a little bit earlier in the week. It's a Tuesday. And we're gonna do it based upon love, right? Isn't that the idea? Jay Stu? Uh yeah, you kinda took took it where it didn't really need to go i we'll do the midway tomorrow i just think we'll this, is, again this is a valentine's day thing i mean by by a law every radio show in the country has to do a valentine's you know bit and so we're gonna do that we're gonna have a little fun with it i simply speaking what do you love in sports now or who do you love um and i i'll kick this off so you yeah, guys you can think about it mm-hmm. um andy reed I love um, because Andy Reid not only is just this lovable teddy bear, um, he's like the one guy, and I'm such a jaded person. I'm, I'm giving you a lot about myself right now. I actually root for him to succeed. I can't say that that about many people. I really don't. Um, I just I usually find a flaw in a person, and I I, I dislike them. But Andy Reid is so lovable. He always says the right things. Those commercials are great. He's obviously a great coach. You can never find a person that has a bad thing to say about him. Andy Reid, I love you. Um, and by the way, a side note here, I love Dan Beyer because you know what Dan has done the last two breaks of What's today's he show? He's come in here and he's spent time with Sam and me. And then he admitted, I have uh, delayed my my journey to the restroom to spend time <laughs> with you guys. So. I love Dan True Byer. True story. Too. Yes. Yes. A little, little, little TMI. Dan, you want to share with what you love in sports? Well, I didn't need that sound effect. It's. A, I think we all understood. That made it worse? You know, those are. that's a Iowa Sam fingerprint. You know, you're hearing a lot of different stuff. Your senses may be overloaded right now. Doug, there, I had an obvious one, and I think you guys would probably know where I'm going this, but in truly of everything, and I think that there are a lot of people who feel the same way, I love the Masters. And it is, it is unlike any sporting event, and there is something about the, it's it's just magical, and I think that's that's really really obvious. But if I had to pick a number one thing in sports, and now we're seeing a lot of the promos because we're two months out, heck, less than two months out uh, from it being Masters Week, and now the NFL's in the rearview mirror, 
Um, that is that is something that I truly, truly love in sports. Uh, that's my obvious answer. I do have another one, but I I want us to go. Well, around. how about how about we come? But we go back around because yeah, I think we yeah. all have a, have a couple. Yeah. I was saying, what, what do you what do you got? I would like to profess my love for the regular season of college basketball. Mm. Give me your Mountain West showdowns on Friday night. Give me your ACC showdowns on Monday night and your Big 12 on Tuesday nights and your Big 10 on Thursday nights. A lot of people love to mock the regular season in college basketball. They say all that matters is March Madness. But in sports and in generally in life, it's not about the destination. The most enjoyable part is the journey. And I find that watching college basketball, and not just Big 10, not just Iowa, I'm, I'm talking about all college basketball. When I go to a, a sports app, and, it go, and I go to the college basketball page, and I look at the uh, the rundown for the, the games, it goes to, by default to top 25. No, give me division one. Give me the whole slate, and let me see what we got. <laughs> I love college basketball's regular season, and partly why, Doug, Fran McCaffrey of Iowa, just not great about making deep runs in the tournament. So I enjoy the regular season, and uh, I love college basketball's regular season, the buildup to the to the grand final. I, I also think, I'm like, look, tonight's a big night in Stillwater um, where Kansas comes to town. They've had trouble filling that arena. It should be filled tonight. I think, I think the fandom of the the, the big road win for those uh, for those uh, for Oklahoma State coming yeah, out. I, mean, I, I think the, the the fandom. I mean, like, look, high schools are now taking on the the image that they see of college student sections. And I think that's a, that's a great thing. What do I love? Like, well, first I, I, I love sports. I mean, not just because it provides me a healthy living covering it, but just playing sports helped me kind of cut in line with guys that worked a lot harder at their craft, you know, allow me to get into this field in which I actually just get to talk about sports and life for a living. That's a cool job. Um, I echo the set, all the sentiments of of the guys you're talking about. I, I love that Andy Reid is just the most lovable character, right? It's the anti-coach coach where he can take a joke about his weight and maybe crack it on himself and and seems like a truly delightful guy. Um, but I, I'll tell you, I love, I love, really, really love um, the underdog stories of the guys who, you know, have made it despite the fact that they started in humble beginnings. I was watching a clip of Max Struess talk about Jamari Bouye, and they're both on the Miami Heat. And Max Struess, who played at DePaul, but he started his career at a Division II school. Jamari Bouye played at San Francisco. He had one scholarship offer out of high school, right? Now these guys are both in the NBA. I just love that. I love the marathon idea instead of the sprint. Uh, those sports stories kind of keep me coming back. And obviously Tom Brady being – you know, the greatest kind of underdog story, if you will, being a six-round draft pick, becoming arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. That, that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg. Uh, all right, we can go back around. Dan, we'll go back around to you because I know you have one top Yeah, five. And it, well, it kind of, you know, piggybacks a little of, of what Sam was saying. But, you know, I mentioned how much I love the Masters and golf, and the Masters is, you know, it's it feels like it's, you know, the same every year, and there's something that's very, very comforting. Uh, and there are a lot of reasons why I love it. What I also love is Selection Sunday. Like so there there's an argument that will end up popping up in these next couple of weeks and it will be like what's the greatest time of year in sports and some say it's the fall when football comes around um but I I will never waver even in the fall like this 
like starting in March with the NCAA tournament and with the the Masters then on the horizon is my favorite time. And with with the selection show, since the one year they they botched it, it is it is pretty much the same. And it's just the whole process, Doug, of championship week and the the conference tournaments, and then you have that window of revealing the bracket. And it's something that I just feel that I can count on every single year. And then Sunday night, you start filling in your bracket. I love that ability to always just be able to have that sort of day. And so when Jason threw this out, I knew the Masters was going to be my official answer, but I really wanted to find out what do I love? Was there a player? You know, could it be a favorite team? But I just really, really love what Selection Sunday is, and I just have a great appreciation of it. Technology's improved over 40 years, but it really hasn't changed in 40 years outside of the number of teams you put in the bracket. I'll, I'll go back to the college thing and what I love. I love that when you're in uh, really anywhere outside of California, but especially in the Midwest and Southeast, like you have to wear that color at as many times you can during the week. Like, for example, if you're in Auburn, Alabama, you cannot wear a crimson or maroon shirt. Like, you just cannot, like, ever. Can't have be part of your wardrobe. And vice versa with orange if you're in Tuscaloosa or if you're an Alabama fan. It's just a, literally a color of the rainbow you can't use. And and then when when people travel, they always wear their college gear. Like, I love that. I think that's the coolest thing ever. It's a little much when you're not a college guy. You don't have a, you're from the coast and you don't really understand it. But everywhere else, I mean, you can attest to this, Dan, right? Like you're an Ohio State fan. Like you're not wearing yellow or blue ever, ever if you're around Columbus. Literally do not wear the colors. The letter M on Ohio State fans, you know, Twitter handles or, you know, on signs outside of businesses, they will X out the M. Because of yeah, ESPN had a great uh, commercial series for a while. It, it's not crazy; it's just sports or whatever, right? And it's it's that idea. Like in any other, in any other world, in any other part of society, like this would be crazy. But in sports, it totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. That kind Can of I tell you something I don't love. Yeah, I hate the and a lot of basketball teams just everybody stands up until the first bucket and then they sit down. I hate that. I Where was it started? What what do you I don't remember? know. I don't know, but lots of schools do it. I hate that. But the uh this entire thing that you guys have been talking about reminds me of something else that I love. And that is like people that have so much passion for their team that they're willing to do just stupid things if they lose. So you know, the whole viral thing after the Eagles lost, it's become a thing. After a team loses a championship, then there are viral videos of fans breaking their TVs. I don't know how much of those are fake or real, but I'm thinking to myself, I don't love anything that passionately. I, you're never going to see me break a TV. Um, and then I said that out loud while we were while I was watching videos on Monday, and Christina, happy uh, Valentine's Day, said, "Oh, trust me, you won't." Like that was some kind of a dig. Like, yeah, I I know you don't have passion. She was almost calling me out on it. Uh, but that's what I I love that there are people out there that love something that much. Was the Eagles guy, was that fake? Because that, that was not attached Seemed to like the it. wall. Seemed like it, right? It was not attached to the wall. It had a new TV sticker on it. 
Well, where are they uh, getting these dummy TVs? I mean, you got to pay for those too. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't know, but it was also like a funny something was the guy's Twitter handle, and it went down kind of easy. And then, like, look, if if you if somebody destroys the TV, there's one guy that was like, "Dude, it's just a game." Like that does not seem realistic in any way. But the big thing was it had brackets on the back of it, but it wasn't. There was no brackets on the wall, so it wasn't connected to the wall. It didn't make any sense. Iowa Sam, anything else you want to say you love? Uh, well, I had this as my second pick. I love the idea of the college football expanded playoff to 12 teams. Listen, I know there's going to be more results like TCU getting stomped 65 to 7. I don't care. I want those 12 teams in. And I think that, you know, there's 100 and what, 31 FBS teams. You got to let it in. You know, you're not even letting in 10% of them. So I love the idea of the expanded playoff, and I'm excited for it to start soon. Yeah, it does seem like a good, pretty good idea. All right, things you love, feel free to hit us up on Twitter, at Gottlieb Show, on the gram, at Gottlieb Show, or the Doug Gottlieb Show Facebook page as well. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show rolls on Fox Sports Radio, the TireRack.com studios. I legit get excited to have Mark Dominic on. Just I learned so much. 20 years in the NFL front office of scouting, general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll get to him in a, in a moment. Um. Got some Kyrie stuff for you. LeBron didn't play. Lakers lost. Got college hoops tonight. Oh, and then I 
I saw this. Um, so the Eagles have now lost their offensive coordinator and their defensive coordinator all within the last 48 hours after losing the Super Bowl. Uh, Jonathan Gannon is the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Gannon, of course, uh, was the, you know, was the architect of that defense. He's 40 years old. They were a top 10 defense in his first year, and they were ranked number two in the league this year. Granted, didn't play against great competition in comparison to others. And if we're honest, the defense, I mean, they couldn't stop anything in the second half of that Super Bowl. But they went from allowing 26 points per game, that's 20th in the league, to 22.7 points per game, 18th in the league, and then 20.2 points per game this year, 8th in the league. Um, they had to be, you, you can't help but say they were helped by having outstanding personnel. But it appears, it appears that the plan would be, plan would be, Hire a guy whose defensive side can concentrate on that, run the team, and then they're going to have to find some sort of quarterback guru, somebody specifically to work uh, with Kyler Murray. And it's interesting because right, the last head coach that they had was offense. This head coach is defense. Both are young. Gannon's only 40 years old. So, um, and remember, you know, the, the, the Cardinals talked to Sean Payton, talked to Brian Flores. Talk to Dan Quinn, uh, Flores and Dan Quinn, both defensive minds. So it does on some level appear to be, hey, that's the way in which they were leaning. Uh, we'll get the thoughts of Mark Dominic in a second. First, let's get the thoughts of Dan Beyer, who's back off the road. Doug, I'm not sure if Wikipedia was hiring disgruntled Eagles fans, but I sent out a tweet that was a snapshot of Jonathan Gannon's Wikipedia page that basically just ripped them to shreds for their performance in Super Bowl 57. I know it's Jonathan Gannon's day and it shouldn't rain on the parade, um, but the Wikipedia portion, which I'm sure uh, is going to be changed because there were typos, uh, ripped him to shreds. At Dan Byer on Fox is where you can see that. Gannon will get a five-year deal to be the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. And as you mentioned, at Eagles losing both of their coordinators, Colts officially announced Shane Steichen is their head coach. The Ravens have found an offensive coordinator. Comes in the form of Georgia OC Todd Monken, who leaps from the college game to the NFL. Georgia filled Monken's stop, uh, spot on their staff with Mike Bobo, the former Bulldogs quarterback, will have his second stint as the OC at Georgia. The official participants of All-Star Weekend will be unveiled tonight, but it's being reported that the Celtics Jason Tatum and Blazers guard Damian Lillard will join the likes of Tyler Hero and Tyrese Halliburton in the three-point shootout. And Tiger Woods will tee it up Thursday at Riviera at the Genesis Invitational, his first event since playing in the Open Championship last summer. I'm excited to go out there and compete and play with these guys, and I would not have put myself out here if I didn't think I could beat these guys and win the event. And those guys include the likes of Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas. That's who Tiger will be paired with in the first two rounds of the tournament just down the road at Riviera. They'll tee off Thursday in first-round play at 3.04 Eastern time. Doug, back to you. Thanks, uh, thanks, Dan. Awesome stuff. Doug Gottlieb, Show Fox Sports Radio. Mark Dominic joins us. Um, he's joined us weekly throughout the season, and we just we love having him on. We learned so much from him. 20 years in front offices and scouting, general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as, as part of that journey. And um, just overall, Mark, thoughts on the Super Bowl? 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was certainly entertaining. It was amazing to see Patrick battle through a legitimate injury where you're actually trying to get the tape on his leg and, and trying to reshoot him up, try to get it back out in the second half. And he looked actually better probably in the second half than he did the first half, which was a surprise. It was a, a Super Bowl that obviously everybody looked at the final play or the final penalty and said, you know, that's a no call. Here's, here's the way I look at that. Um, if there was instant replay and you could re- review any play in the National Football League and you reviewed that play and said, hey, that's the play I want to review, I think you'd still have to call it a penalty, even though I think it's ticky-tack. And if the ball would have been thrown that direction, I don't think the flag would have come out. But the problem is you could see that call either way. But I look at that as, look, you know, the Chiefs beat the Eagles on two scoring plays that were the exact same plays, just switched over to a different position or a different side of the field. You know, the, the, the Eagles had the bad punt that cost them tons of field position. And Kansas City obviously capitalized on that terrible punt with the great return. And the Eagles turned the ball over for a touchdown. So it's not that play. You know, the Eagles lost this game to me, and Kansas City took advantage of it. I would, I would agree on all parts. I think the only part, and, and I would actually, you know, I didn't like the call in Cincinnati just because it didn't affect the play. It was a push. It was like a barely out of bounds. Like, what are we doing here? You know, yeah. on this one, at least it affected a play. And whether or not that was a catchable ball or not, that, that, that affected a play and a guy's ability to get open. But I do agree that it's ticky-tack, especially, and I thought there was good context given where, hey, the whole game, it's the Super Bowl officiating, you let things go, and now you're going to call a penalty. I think that's where they get themselves in trouble is – there's this sense that Super Bowl officiating is very, very lax. Let the players decide. Let's not, you know, muddy up this gigantic o- uh, audience with penalties they don't know anything about. And right. now you call one, and even though it's a legit penalty, it feels different because the rest of the game was officiated differently. Yeah, no, I agree. It was a fairly quiet game for the most part, and it felt like a good game. You know, it's sad that you know, towards the end of the game we've seen a couple plays back-to-back. That's great for Kansas City, but – um, you know, it, it, it still was a very entertaining game uh, and still came down to, you know, a guy that actually got to live out his childhood dream. Not many of us actually get to do what we've ever, you know, your dream is of being Harrison Bucker and being like, oh, one day I want to kick the game when he still goes in the Super Bowl and he actually got to do it. Uh, I think that's a pretty amazing statement. A um, couple couple things that do get lost in it. Shouldn't the, shouldn't the Chiefs have gone for two when they were up seven? I thought about that. I thought about that, but you also, you know, and you can do that, and you can kind of make sure you put the game away, and so, or at least try to put the game away. So I thought that was logical, but then you're also saying, you know, what's what is the likelihood they score and get the two point conversion versus what if they go the opposite way and now they score and they're like, hey, we're going for the win. And this way, you know, you can't be in a position to lose with the extra point. And so it's a two way street. I mean, obviously our offense was clicking. It would have made some sense to me because I did. I actually considered it at the moment, but then. My mind said, you know, make it an eight-point game. Uh, no one's going to really debate that too much because you just don't know. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I understood it, but I did, it did contemplate. Yeah, the only, the only factor I would have helped push me in that place is that they have the best red zone offense in the league. And, you know, the, la- the, the two plays they scored on in the red zone, as you said, I've never seen walk-in touchdowns, you know, inside mm. the 10-yard line. And I saw two of them in the Super Bowl. I, I can't remember seeing that ever before. No, it's shocking. I mean, it was like, you know, and it's the same play, just reversed to the other side of the field with a different look, a different, a little bit different formation. But obviously that shows you the beauty of advanced scouting and coaching. They saved that play. They saved it, and they had a way to rerun it again that they were able to take advantage of twice. But they saw that on tape, that they knew that there was going to be a, probably a communication gap or communication error there. 
and they waited until they needed it in the red zone, and they got it. And, you know, Sky Moore's in with the touchdown, and it's a four-yard catch, and there's no one near him. Same with Tony. So it's a, it's a great job by coaching, and it shows you that there is value in coaching still at every level. Um, how much of that defense has collapsed in the second half? I mean, Pat Mahomes had one incomplete pass in the second half, and that's when he dirted a ball because he didn't like to look. How much of that would have given you pause on hiring him in Arizona? Uh, not enough. I think I think Jonathan's going to be a really good head coach in the National Football League. You know, obviously Mahomes got hot. I think the unsung hero of the game is the Kansas City offensive line. I don't think they get near enough credit you got to remember, this is the same team as, as you know, Doug. When we watched them play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and just kind of get obliterated, uh, their offensive line got abused in that game. And, and that's where Shaq Barrett and Sue and all those guys just came through and just pounded them. Well, you got to give a lot of credit to Brett Beach, obviously the coaching staff, but they went in there and changed all five guys within two years. I mean, you know, Creed Humphrey, they drafted in the second round. They drafted Trey Smith in the fifth round. They went outside, signed Joe Thune to the highest-paid guard in the National Football League. They made the huge trade for Orlando Brown. And then they had, you know, Wiley or Lucas Nang, who they drafted as well. So this is a group of guys that, you know, when you try to replace all five guys and it works, it's hard to do. So that is a big piece of why I thought they had some success in the second half is that they just dominated the line of scrimmage. Mark, um, what do you think happens with the Eagles moving forward in that, look, last this past year, unbelievable team, great energy, and by all accounts, really well coached. You lose both coordinators. I'm more concerned with offense only in that, you, you know, Shane Steichen, and I know that his offensive style changed. When he was with the Chargers for a short period of time, he called plays. It was for Phillip Rivers. And now, obviously, he had a change to fit Jalen Hurts. But that thing all worked together. I, I almost feel like uh, somebody else, you know, you ever gone to somebody else's house and tried to operate, you know, their TV, their remote control? kind of feel that's a possibility with Philadelphia. Keep in mind, they played an easy schedule this year. The likelihood is that's not repeated. They'll play the hardest schedule in the NFC. You know, it's always hard to come back from a Super Bowl loss. And all new coordinators, what do you think happens in Philadelphia? Yeah, I think because of the young talent there and the group of guys that they have, I think they're in really great shape. And I think that based off of Jalen Hurts, not only through the postseason, but the Super Bowl, I think I pay him. I think I go ahead, even though it's only year three, I, I just don't see anything why I wouldn't pay Jalen Hurts to be the franchise quarterback. And when you've got that guy, uh, everything looks good. They've got great draft picks still in front of them with multiple ones and other picks. And, yeah, he's lost some coordinators, and, and it is it is difficult. And he has designed a play for a team you know that's done a great job with the offense and with Jalen Hurts himself. But I think you can mimic that. I think you'll be able to find somebody that's kind of going to take the same playbook within the organization probably and be able to run the same stuff that we've just seen because it was so successful. So I look at the Eagles as, you know, they're still going to be a battle next year with the Cowboys in terms of winning the division, I personally think. Uh, but I do think they both will continue to stay above where the Giants are going to end up because I think the Giants still have a lot of work to do with that roster. Uh, I think it's going to be an exciting offseason, but I think the big thing that's going to happen is that he goes see a Jalen Hurts contract. Yeah, you got Jalen Hurts' contract, you got Lamar Jackson's contract. I know this time of year, obviously, with your connections within the league, everybody starts talking. What do you think? I mean, we know they're going to franchise him, but franchising means, okay, for a period of time, you can still negotiate, you know, an extension or potentially move him. What 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 are you hearing? What are your senses say is going to happen in Baltimore? Yeah, I think that the, they'll continue to talk to him. And I think when the Jalen Hurts contract comes through, because I think they'll play patience now, 
and just kind of see what Jalen gets and just use one more contract to put in front of Jalen Hurts and his team or himself and his mother and you know other people that are advising him and saying, look at all these contracts. You keep pointing to one contract. I can point to seven of these quarterbacks that are all in the same spot, all of that success. A lot of them have been to the Super Bowl, and none of them have gotten guaranteed contracts. So you keep pointing to the one outlier. I keep pointing to seven other normal contracts. So until you get to the normal contract, we're just going to keep playing this franchise. And the way you can get out of this, and this is what I'd say to Lamar, too, you know, if you really want this fully guaranteed contract and you know we can't do it, the only way to get there is to do what Kirk Cousins did. And that means you got to play it all the way through. And so you got two more years. Two, two years. And two more years. Franchise. You can go be a free agent to 31 other clubs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting. You know, he's only played 10 games each of the past two years. Yeah, and, know. you know, the, like, the likelihood of, of remaining healthy the way he plays, I don't know. It's going to be. Going to be really he should, interesting. He should huh? take the money, Doug. He should get hire an agent at one percent and get the best structure he can get. And and and, and again, you know, some people like agents, some people don't. I'm a fan of it, especially for your you know your big second contract. You know, there's a chance, and I've said this before, but there's a chance you could he could do a five year deal for two fifty, uh, and in and, and four years, let's say his body doesn't work, and you know he earns one one eighty of it. He could do a five year deal at two fifty and. Uh, he gets it, you know, the, you know, without help from age, he might earn one thirty from it, you know. And so to pay an agent, you know, three or four million dollars to help you earn an extra twenty or thirty million dollars is worth it. Uh, and I think that's what's hurting him because he's not playing the game the way it's to be played in terms of the leverage he had this summer to push it as far as they did. And Baltimore came through, and I think if he would have been more flexible, they've got a deal that might have been a little bit better than what Baltimore offered, uh, but it was not improbable in terms of what he's looking for. I, I couldn't agree with you more, and my NFL friends have said the same. It's it's really interesting. It's like, it's like, look, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if you know how to change the oil in your car. Like, I can change the oil in my car. There's yeah. a certain level of car where you're like, yeah, or a certain level of issue with the car, which like, I'm not doing that myself. I'm taking it to an expert. That's that that's where that's where you are here. You know, that's kind of where that's where I am, Doug. Like, I can do I can do a lot of things. I used to roof houses when I was really young and stuff like that. When you get to complex electrical, I'm like, I'm not going to take a chance. Yeah. Like, I'm going to hire somebody that knows exactly where these things are going to go and how I don't kill myself. And I'm willing to pay for that. And I think this is one of those things. To your point, it's worth paying for. Is is there? I wonder about Aaron Rodgers in this. In that, no one knows what he wants, what he's going to do. But what's the market actually like for him? Because as a player, I think everybody thinks he's still got a ton left in the tank. But between the body language, basically having his own platform to comment on whatever he wants, whenever he wants, the idea it's probably a one- or two-year proposition if he, even, if he decides that he wants to play somewhere else. I just I, I wonder that this, in spite of his immense talent that still remains, what the appetite is like for him versus – the Garoppolo's of the world and some of the others that are out there that are not the players, but one won't require the type of assets traded two won't require the money and three aren't a collective pain in the ass the way that he is. Yeah. You know, part of me thinks that every year, uh, I think he's enjoying this, you know, woe is me. I heard green Bay might be shopping me. I'm not sure what I'm doing. I got to go to my deep dark cave and hang out and then I'll figure things out. I think he just enjoys that kind of like, whatever nomadic existence that uh, makes him feel like he's uh, got the control. The, the, the thing is, I just don't think anybody could, could trade for him because, again, I don't feel like Green Bay is going to let him go. He's either not going to play football or he's going to play for the Packers. It's too big of a cap hit. 
people don't like getting fired. They'll get fired if they get rid of him. They know that. I know that. And so, therefore, I just I think it's going to be one of those things where it's going to have to stay this way with him in Green Bay. Sorry about that. I got that plane flying overhead, Doug. But um, it's got to stay the same way with him in Green Bay where I think that he's just going to stay there within the organization. And, you know, as much as it might be a great fit for the Jets, and I think it is, I just don't think the Jets are going to be able to pull the trigger because I don't think Green Bay is ever going to put him out there for offer. I'll be shocked. If he does, Doug, we'll jump on. I'll eat my crow, but I just think he stays a Packer. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's fascinating. The, the cap hit thing, I mean, and, and look, to, to Green Bay's defense, like, what do you really want us to do? We gave you the biggest contract in the league. <laughs> like, what, 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 what more do you want? And if you wanted, like, some of these guys that we got to get rid of, none of whom there's a clamoring for in the league, if you wanted them, you also could have taken less money. Like, you kind of had control of, 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 of this thing. Um, okay, so if he's not the most wanted asset out there, quarterback out there, if you were back in your role as GM and you need a quarterback, take Tampa, take you know Indy, take whatever, who's the guy who you would have first on the whiteboard in your office? Well, I'm going to take the draft out of it, uh, but I think that the draft, I think the funny thing is that we're going to watch is as, as you see this play out, Doug, you, you realize every club that wants to compete with Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow or wants to compete with a Jalen Hurts or a, you know, a Dak Prescott or an Aaron Rodgers or whoever you, you see come out of those divisions, they've got to get a quarterback. And, and the stuff that I'm feeling, the stuff that I'm hearing, Will Levis is moving up and might be the number one pick in the draft. And yeah. I don't know if people are talking about that enough yet, but I think that's a, that's a real possibility as I'm starting to you know, meet with clubs and talk to clubs and watching tape and being, being able to meet with these young men too, actually draft prospects to kind of get to know them a little bit better so all those things come together you know the draft certainly is its own animal uh i think will levis has a chance to be the number one pick we'll see and we'll learn more in the next couple weeks as we watch the combine unfold but uh in terms of the pro it's hard to go against jimmy garoppolo just because he wins i mean i know he has maybe a jimmy play here or there i know he gets hurt a lot but i feel like every time he's on the football field i think we're good enough to win and i think that's something that people need so it's it's, as much as it may not be the most sexy name or the best name the guy's a winner and the other thing I might do is I might throw a, a third-round pick or a second-round pick to San Francisco and see if they want to get rid of that backup guy named Brock Purdy. Yeah, but you don't know if he's, if he's going to play next year, but I do understand it. Um, is the Bryce Young hesitance just his size? In the Bryce Young? No, I don't think so. It's the thing with Bryce Young is that as we start to get to measurements, as we start to get to meet him, uh, and, and I know you've got to sit there and say, well, you know, there are small quarterbacks in the National Football League. There are you know, shorter quarterbacks in the National Football League. There's not a lot of quarterbacks in the National Football League that are 180 pounds. Right. And, and well, that's, that's what I mean with, that's that's what I mean with size. I mean, he's 180 pounds. He's tiny. I, I don't care about the height because obviously Kyler Murray's proved it. Drew Brees has proved it for decades. You know, the height thing is something that I think now the league has kind of gotten through. It's the weight. The weight is a real thing that you're sitting there going, yeah, and, and yeah he played in college and he was able to do it because he's so elusive. It's just it's, it's only the weight. And I don't care what his last name was. I don't care what his first name is. And I appreciate that he was at Alabama. And he's a great, great player. It's just that you've got to sit there and say, is a 275-pound defensive end coming from the bat blind side, is he going to play 17 games for you know two, three, four years? Or is it going to be a player that's always hurt? And that's what you've got to really kind of decide in your brain uh, what you want to give up. Because the guy's an amazing young man. I mean, just amazing to yep. spend time with him. But it's 175 to 180 pounds. And you're not going to get him to 190, 195, I don't think. Or you're going to lose part of He's not going to feel like he's right in his body. So you got to get through that. And that's the, that's the unique thing. Again, it's not the height. It's going to be the weight. 
Uh, last thing, I know you got to run. We do too. Derek Carr was just officially released. Um, what, what would your eval be on Derek yeah. Carr? You know, you say that, and, and the reality is, I know he hasn't been able to do what people expected him to do, or you know what he's been able to, you know, kind of relive his, you know, first couple of years in the league where sadly got hurt right before the playoffs. Um, I'm a fan of Derek Carr still. I, I, I still think the guy can play. Uh, you know, you talked about who would be first on my list. Jimmy Garoppolo, I might put Derek Carr in front of him uh, just because I still think a change of scenery for Derek Carr, even though I know he's been from, you know, Oakland down to Las Vegas. Uh, he's a type A personality that's a winner, and I don't think he's ever really had the surroundings that, you know, you really want. And I think if you're a Tampa Bay, I think that's right for the picking, and it kind of keeps the, you know, when you think about Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and, you know, you know Russell Gage is, you know, should be there again next year. You think about the, you know, the receiving core around him. Uh, I think that's a really good fit. So, you know, I, if I had to pick, if I was aggressive and I was Tampa, I'd be going after, I think, Derek Carr actually before Jimmy Garoppolo, as you said it. Mark Dominic, what a great asset he is to have on our program. I really appreciate it, Mark. Thanks so much. My pleasure, Doug. Thanks for having me on, buddy. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.